Hey trainers, here's an interesting fact. Melbourne, Australia recently racked up the most days under lockdown, more than any other city in the world. It's definitely been an interesting and challenging time as a trainer in the fitness industry to navigate this for themselves and for their clients. Today's guest is Lauren Brennan. And I met Lauren about five years ago when she attended one of my workshops. Since then, we've kept in touch and I've always been impressed with how Lauren manages to engage people in her community in coming along to her sessions and participating in her smaller, more tight-knit community. I mean, it's not uncommon for Lauren to have 20 or 30 people attending one of her boot camps. Recently, when we reconnected, I was impressed, and maybe I shouldn't have been, given her track record, to hear how well her online Zoom classes were going while the city was in lockdown. So as the topic of these first few episodes of Everything Bootcamp is about how trainers have survived and thrived during the pandemic, I thought it would be great to have Lauren on to hear what is it that she's doing before the pandemic and now during the pandemic to keep her numbers up, to keep people coming, to keep them engaged. What can we learn from her? And I think you'll be surprised and reaffirmed by what she says in today's episode. Let's dive in. Hey, it's Kyle, and this is Everything Bootcamp. Hello, and welcome to Everything Bootcamp. Uh, today, my guest is Lauren Brennan. Now, I'm going to kick things off pretty quickly uh, over to Lauren to find out a little bit about um, more about who she is, especially as we have an international audience of trainers listening to this. I thought it would be really interesting, Lauren, to share where exactly in the world you are. Hi. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for having me. Um, I am from Melbourne, Victoria, in Australia, and in Ferntree more specifically, yeah. um, to those that know the area. And yeah, I've been doing my boot camps here for 10 years now in my own business and um, had my own, I've been a personal trainer for just over 18 years. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, yeah, that's a, a, so did you get qualified? I mean, not to like start asking you age, but did you get qualified (laughs) pretty quickly out of school then? Um, No, I actually went to uni and I did a um, undergraduate in human movement and then I did a postgrad in exercise rehabilitation. So then I tried to go get jobs once I was out of uni to in exercise rehab and all that kind of stuff. And I just, no one would take me. No, everyone was like, you're straight out of uni. You haven't got the experience. I'm like, well, that's why (laughs) I've got to start somewhere. And then, yeah, one, one of the employers actually said to me, I need you. I like your attitude and I really, you know, like we'd love to have you here, but I need you to go away and be a personal trainer for a year and then come back to me. And he was in the city, which is probably 40 minutes from me here. And yeah, so I did that. I went away and I became a personal trainer and I just fell in love with it and I never went back. So I'm a very overqualified personal trainer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't realize you had that that background. Yeah. And that's always tricky, like, yeah, coming out of a uni course and, yeah, they want experience, but it's like, that's why I'm here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. uh, What do you do? There's nothing you can do. 
starting your own business is a good way to get experience, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and Fertree Gully. So I always think of the, and I think everyone does, is the Kokoda Memorial Trail up there. Yeah. The Thousand Steps. Thousand Steps, um, yeah. And it used to, it really used to feel like, because I grew up uh, 15 minutes from there, and I used to feel like going out to the country, Fertree Gully, but it's, <laughs> it's not that way anymore at all. <laughs> yeah. All our friends say we're out in the sticks, like you're yeah. out in the sticks, and like we're not that far. <laughs> no, and it's just, it's the Melbourne's filled in so much that, um, yeah, I'm in the now that I live outside of Melbourne. It's like I go to the Fantry Gully. I'm in the big smoke. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. the complete opposite. I've been quite grateful during um, lockdown for actually being out in the sticks. They say mm-hmm. um, just for having all the trails around, and yeah, we haven't got we can't get to the beach. We're not close enough to that, but yeah, at least we've got the hills and the mountains, and so that yeah, that's definitely helped bide the time. <laughs> yeah. So were you always pretty like sporty and like active um, through like your teens and like, and is that why human movement appealed to you? Yeah, I was. I was, I, I kind of did every sport. I went, we actually moved to the country as a family um, when I was just at the end of grade six. And back then I was doing athletics and tennis and netball and basketball, most of them in the same season. And, you know, we moved to a small country town called Cobram in Victoria and, um yeah that's all there was nothing else to do but play sport (laughs) so yeah we played um I did all that and then we came back to Melbourne um just for my parents um employment and yeah I got right into netball and I ended up playing state league netball um and just yeah was right into that and then just always enjoyed sport watching sport you know all that kind of thing and yeah, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I finished school. I thought I wanted to be a PE teacher and then I kind of went off that and human movement was just that kind of course that you could do and venture off any way you wanted to. Yeah. So there was a lot of ways you could go, you know, teaching, physio, all that kind of thing. Um, and by the end, yeah, I worked out. I, I really like the exercise science side of things um, yep. but kind of, yeah, went the, went the rehab way and, yeah, like I said, enjoyed it. But, you know, as soon as I got introduced to personal training and um, did that at a big gym then yeah I just fell in love with it and the people and you know helping them out and yeah it was that's where I've landed. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Athletics did you what was your favorite activity? I was a hurdler. So yeah, so I actually went to state for hurdles and shot put, which are two complete different things. Um, But I've always had the upper body strength. I I rocked up. I remember, and I most of the girls were twice my size because they are very (laughs) beefy in that sport. Um, But I still come ninth, so I did okay. But um, yeah, that was yeah a bit random those two. But I enjoyed sprinting. I wasn't into yeah. long distance like I am now. I'm a bit more of a runner now. But um, yeah. yeah, I like the short stuff, the short and fast. So yeah, same, same. And the hurdles, I think I just had the advantage of being tall. I don't know if yeah. my technique was actually that good, but yeah, <laughs> I had the growth spurt. You know, because it's all age range. Yeah, uh, I hated the other kids and could sort of get over them. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Um, so now moving a little bit more into like fit the fitness space, is this a podcast about group fitness? Do you remember the first class, like fitness class you attended as a participant? Um, 
Ew, let me think. Yeah, oh, look, I do. I, went, I was going to a gym and I used to like step class. Yep. Um, but I am quite coordinated, but I'm not in step class for some reason. <laughs> um, maybe I'm just ball head. I'm, what is it? Eye hand ball, <laughs> whatever, coordination. Um, but yeah, it's, I did a step class and I kept going back to step class. Um, and I actually did become qualified as an aerobic instructor at university, uh, um, yeah. but I didn't enjoy it. I, yeah. I didn't like that style um, of being out in front of everyone, even though at boot camp, I guess we're out in front of everyone. We're kind of more amongst people rather yeah. than just everyone staring at you the whole time. Um, but yeah, that's that was my first experience. And I didn't really go to gyms um, regularly before I worked at a gym, to be honest. So I just did enough outside, I think, with all my sports and started running and all that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, it's a different style of coaching that sort of in front of the class style class where that's more about, yeah, like doing it and motivating people through role modeling it, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Compared to like, yeah, like a boot campy style class where I think is more like you're getting in there a bit more and correcting technique and show people what to do, but then, then it's more about, um, it's a little bit more personal, yeah, um, yeah. which some people like, some people don't. Some people want to be the person in the back of the class where the trainer yeah. doesn't look at them the whole time. And I've some people, a few of those. <laughs> you know, want that, um, they want yeah, a bit more interaction. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that was your first experience. Obviously, that's interesting that group fitness didn't necessarily gel with you back then. No. But then later when you started your business, so about 10 years ago, did you know from the start you wanted it to be group fitness or were you, were you thinking, oh, it'll just be personal training to start with? Yeah, so I guess it all started back when I was working at the gym. So I was working at a Fernwood gym, which is a all-female gym in Australia. And, um, yeah, I they all of a sudden decided to do a boot camp, which they'd never done before. So mm. um, I was a personal training coordinator then, so I had to organise it all. And I was kind of like, oh, hang on, I want to do that. <laughs> like, I'm not going <laughs> to give it to anyone else. So, you know, we got to go outside the gym and it was something different. And, yeah, they kind of they kept sending session plans and we had to do these exact session plans. And I just thought they were a little bit of rubbish. <laughs> and I was like, these are boring. Like, surely there's got to be, you know, you can do something more. So I started tweaking them a little bit um and yeah we were just having really good feedback from the members um a couple other trainers were doing them as well and yeah I ended up with a lot in my class um and then all of a sudden I was like hang on a minute I reckon I could do this by myself like I'm pretty much doing it myself anyway I've turned their stuff into what I want to do and what is working um so yeah I ended up leaving that gym knowing that I was pregnant with my first daughter and um, went to a smaller gym just in the meantime um just to keep working why I started working on thinking about getting my own business going and I had about probably 50 to 60 clients from that firm when I was I was full-time there really busy with clients so um I had a lot of people to leave behind, which I didn't like the thought of. So I stayed probably there for a lot longer than what I probably should have. I probably yep. could have left, but I was just so worried about leaving people behind or people not following me. And yeah, so, and then, yeah, over I went to another small gym and in the meantime, um, had my daughter. And then, yeah, six months later, started uh, New Heights Fitness. So cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. As you were telling that story about Fernwood running the gym, uh, the boot camp, I was 
I, I think I've got to give Fernwood's boot camp credit for me starting a boot camp as well <laughs> because you. my my mum did it. <laughs> my mum was part of the city Fernwood and yeah. she did. They and I remember them and I and I kind of remember when it was new and they were like we're running this new like boot camp thing. Yep. And um and I was kind of like oh yeah and then yeah I remember mum doing that and and really enjoying it compared to like being in the gym and she really liked yeah. the instructor and stuff like that. And yeah, I, so I'd say that as like a business model was more, I guess, at the forefront of my mind once I got qualified to and yeah, started training yeah. people. Yeah. Wow. And it is, I mean, I loved the one-on-one. I haven't done one-on-one since I've been doing my business. So that was your other question I think we were getting to. So mm. um, I went straight into just doing boot camps. Yeah, okay. um, and it started probably just with a few close um, friends and clients. But some of them, you know, a lot of them go to a female gym to be in that environment. And I originally did start with girls in my boot camp but didn't make it an all-girls thing. It just kind of what worked that way there was just no guys that were joining or anything um and then my husband and my dad got involved and then it turned into well okay we've got guys now like we're doing (laughs) it and yeah just you know obviously the the clients that wanted to come over definitely came over and um some stayed at the gym some just came to me and others I've just kept in touch with because you know I'd been training them for so long there so um yeah don't know where else I was going with that (laughs) No, that's good, and I like the, the the story of of getting started. And yeah, sometimes we have an idea of the type of client we want to train, and then that all changes. Yeah. Uh, and so, yes, change is actually a good segue because <laughs> I want to spend some time talking about the last eighteen months of being, you know, in the fitness industry. Uh, probably don't need to tell anyone who's listening to this how badly we've been hit um, because so much of what we do relies on being face-to-face with people. So you started your business and you, you grew it quite quite well. And I remember because you came to a workshop of mine and you would you would sort of send me these updates periodically and you're like, yeah, oh, I've got, I a, did I got 100 people signed up. I've got 150 people. And I was just like, <laughs> wow. And it just you just seemed to go from strength to strength. So where were you actually at? Like paint a picture of your business at the start of 2020, so like, you know, January 2020? Yeah, so I pretty much had around 100, 120 coming to my boot camps face-to-face. I was doing four days a week. I'm the only trainer um, there. I don't have anyone that works for me, so I do all the sessions. And, yeah, I think it was maybe about eight sessions a week I was running. Um, But, yeah, it was just you know, full flight, loving life yeah, <laughs> as everyone lucrative. else was at the time. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and just enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed it. I've got a really good group of people. I've got some that are still with me from the start. So 10 years and, you know, they'll, they're just those loyal clients that will always be there. They'll do anything. I, I, I come up with some silly idea and let's go on a <laughs> road trip and go have a boot camp here. And they're the first ones to put their hands up and, yeah, it's. I'm really, really proud of honestly the community that we've created there because the people just and they've all become friends. That's what I'm seeing, and even through COVID, uh, they're like I'm seeing friendships formed, and you know, like they're yeah. doing stuff with each other outside of boot camp, which means it is a really nice environment, obviously, to be in because yeah, they're all 
getting along and enjoying it and, and they're all looking out for each other. They're like, oh, I haven't seen whoever for so long or, you know, oh, I called the other, you know, them to see where they were and I'm like, oh, good. Like it's not just me hounding them. <laughs> so, yeah, what do you what do you think's created that, that culture? Um, oh, I don't know. I, I, guess, I don't know. I kind of see it as, as a trainer, I think you will attract the people that are similar to you, I think. Like I'm pretty laid back. I can have a joke, but I can also lay down the law and, you know, get them to be quiet and not talk and get them to move, but still give them that time. Like, so, you know, I'm not a drill master, but I'm not a like airy fairy, like go grab a drink and come back when you're ready. It's like, no, go grab a drink. Now come back now. Like, you know, it's (laughs) just little, you know, and I guess, you know, yes, I've had people come and I've had them go like, and yeah, but I think the, those that have stayed are very all they're, they're all quite similar, like, but all from different backgrounds. And like I said, I've got men and women and all different ages. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, I guess. And they just find their click in their group. And, you know, I'm always trying to pair people differently as well. I find, um, you know, you will always get friends that want to go together. And definitely when people start together, that's something that I allow for a long time, just so that person's comfortable. But um yeah if you can then start mixing it around a little bit so people are meeting other people and yeah then they just yeah they find their own way I guess yeah okay so that yeah okay mixing people around yeah and I guess the way you show up to class were were you doing a lot of like active marketing back then no it's not something I've never been great at um Look, it it was really a lot of word of mouth. Once my eldest actually went to primary school, I found that that did help a little bit because all of a sudden I hit this new community and um, a couple of people as I was walking through with my, you know, tops on of New Heights Fitness, which is definitely something that you need to be doing. And that's something that I learned (laughs) from, um, I think it was a Phylex convention way back. It was like, wear your brand. You are your brand. Wear it everywhere. (laughs) And I never did beforehand. I don't think I ever had tops beforehand. So, um, and it's not something, I mean, I live in active wear, so it's just easy for me. I don't put it on meaning to do it now. But, yeah, I had a few, you know, you'd have some people go, oh, are you Loz from New Heights Fitness? And everyone kind of like would just be like, I'm like, oh, yeah, like what what are people saying? And (laughs) and they're like, no, no, it's all good. And then, you know, you'd you'd slowly get them and then they would come and then their three friends want to come because they're going. And it just, yeah, that that really did help, I found, um, when you've got those groups of friends coming because then, you know, and if they're enjoying it, they're going to tell people. Like that's that's the main thing. Yes, I've definitely done Facebook ads. and it's, uh, I think everyone would find like some ads go really well and some really bomb and mine are mostly the same. So I don't know how that even works <laughs> in the Facebook world, but um, they have helped sometimes and other times it, it seems like I've paid money and nothing's happened. So yep. yeah, definitely rely on that word of mouth. Yep. And I guess, yeah, you need to have a really good product then too, which is something I think you, knowing you, you put a lot of thought into planning the classes and yeah, even how yeah. you said before that thinking about, oh, I want to make sure that different people in the group interact with, you know, not with just the usual crowd they like to interact with yeah. and little, little things like that, I think do make a big difference. Um, yeah. Cause people aren't going to recommend a boot camp That's not any good either. So yeah, yeah. that's a big yeah. part of it too. Yeah. I think once you recommend something, like I'll even recommend a physio or something that I'm going to, and you're worried, you're kind of like, oh, I hope they like them. So I'm only going to say it if I really like them. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I've found with um, my clients, I've found I've kind of had those few little, you know, advocates that I'll I'll post something about an event coming up and they'll just automatically share it. But when they share it, they'll write a little thing up the top saying, oh, this is Loz, like you've got to come to our boot camps, this is where I train. And then you actually see comments going, oh, is this where you're going and stuff like that. And you think, oh, obviously, you know, the talk's getting around. So that's, Yeah. yeah, it's good. That's awesome. So... Going back to last year, so you built this boot camp up, you've got this great community going. First lockdown hits in Melbourne. When did you make the, the, the decision to try out going virtual? Did you straight away start running virtual Zoom classes or did you hold off a bit? Yeah, I I held off. I didn't really hold off. I, you know, probably what most people did, went in a bit of a slump for a couple of days and went, yeah. oh, my God, what like what do I do now? This is my business. This is all I do and I'm not allowed to do it. Kind of didn't want to believe it. I'm kind of um, the positive one that is always like, oh, it'll be right. Like next week we'll be back kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I remember thinking that too. <laughs> this will be, what, like a month and we'll be back to normal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, yeah, obviously I was hoping that um but no uh, yeah a few more days later I just thought what am I doing here and obviously I had a bit of you know I got down but then I just started thinking about my clients and it was more just oh my god like they're obviously losing their jobs as well but then they're losing their gym and their boot camp as well like you know I was thinking more how they would be feeling losing more um more that way so I was like I think I'm gonna have to do something and then saw people doing virtual training I was like oh no it's not me being in front of the camera (laughs) no way you know and there was no other there was no other option really so I I got my sister and my best friend and another friend um together and I ran one from my um I think it was on my iPad to start with from my garage and it was horrible that oh that at the start, just getting everything connected and had yep. no idea what I was doing. But that's what, you know, I said to them, can I kind of play with you guys? I need someone on the other end so I can practice. And, yeah, it ended up being two weeks. Um, and I probably did three sessions or three days um, both of those weeks. And by the second week, I'd actually kind of got onto about six of my clients that had been with me for a long time saying, look, this is what I'm looking at doing. Can you come to a session? Do you want to come to a session? And like, I'm just kind of, you know, getting everything sorted. I don't know if it's going to run smoothly and all that. And they were more than happy to help. So yeah, once we did that, I started um, advertising it and thought, oh God, is anyone actually even going to want to do it? And yeah, got a really good response. Like, Probably not as much as I thought to start with, um, but I think everyone, just like me, and I totally understood, was a bit like, "Oh, virtual training? No, I can yeah. jump on. I can jump on YouTube and get whatever you know. You, you can get whatever you want from a celebrity trainer and follow them for free. And why would people come to me? And um, yeah, so in the end, yeah, I did my first sign up. I can't even remember how many order had. I might have had about thirty or so start with me. To, firstly, so that that was pretty cool. And then yeah, obviously just then progressed my way and um, my knowledge with the tech side of things uh, ended up on my laptop and now yeah use my phone on a tripod my um, computer and then I connect it to a big screen tv that I can actually see everyone on quite easily Uh, okay so you use that to see people and then what the phone is to the demonstrate yeah so that's what they see so they see me yeah, through the okay. phone on the tripod and then off to the side yeah I've got a big um a big screen tv that's pretty much nearly behind the camera 
Um, oh, and cool. then I can see them. And, and yeah, they're probably all pretty much iPad size when they come on, unless I've got quite a big class, they get a bit smaller. But yeah, it's very easy to see them then and see their, see their faces and what they're doing and yeah, be able to talk to them. Awesome. Yeah, because you changed. So, how long were your sessions before? Uh, did you run forty-five minute or an hour? So, I, yeah, I was an hour. Um, I yeah, I was. I finished off with an hour, and then yeah, I just realised I was like, there was no way anyone's going to want to do an hour session in front of you know at home in front of a um, screen kind of thing. So, I I toyed with the fact of doing a forty-five, but then I just thought, oh, I think let's start with 30 and see if that's enough. And I just found that with the programming, it's more just really keeping their rest short um, and just controlling everything I've found by a timer. So there's, you know, it's like if you've got a break, then it's timed and then you're going to have a beep and then we're going to go again. And if you're not ready, that's fine, but I'll be going and, you know, everyone will be joining in kind of thing. Um, and I just found the 30 minutes worked. It was enough. I was getting really good feedback about it, like because they'd all come for an hour going, oh, my God, like I still feel like I'm getting just a good workout because it was more intense for yeah. a shorter time. So obviously, yep. you know, with an hour, you can kind of give them a little bit more rest time and have a little giggle and chat in between here and there. But when you're doing half an hour, it's like, bang, this is what we've got to do and let's get it done. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And so... And yeah, and, and obviously your clients, because I think that I can imagine that being something trainers being like, oh, but I'm offering, you know, a shorter time. But, you know, it, it is seeing it like, I guess you observed that no one wants to spend an hour, you know, with their laptop in front of them, you know, yeah. in their living yeah. room, like yeah. they want to get in, get it done. Yeah. And I did reduce the price for them. But the yeah. good thing okay. at the time is I went um, from, I just had boot camps two times a week, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I was having the mums groups the extra days. So they had more days to choose from. Um, So, yeah, I found that then when I was offering them three times a week at 30 minutes and reduced the price as well, um, that they really did kind of, they were like, oh, this is cool. Like we get to train three times a week now. (laughs) Like So it was kind of like a plus for them as well. Um, But, yeah, I've I've never had anyone say to me, I wish it was longer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so which means they're obviously working hard enough and yeah and there was a lot of sore bodies and a lot of people just saying I didn't realize how hard I could work and um you know with without weights and stuff yeah. like that because I've got a lot of different equipment and we I do take a lot to classes just so you know it it looks fun when they walk in yeah, and they think yeah. wow look at all this stuff that we're going to use and everything and to go from that to nothing was scary for me as well Uh, Because there is only so many bodyweight exercises out there I've found, but there is a hell of a lot of variations and combos that you can do to make them totally different I've found as well. So, and that's what I've had to keep evolving over 18 months as I've continued to do it, um, just to keep things fresh, like my boot camps. Like, you know, my boot camps, I can usually buy extra equipment, but you can't really for this. So it's just finding different ways to keep it interesting. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And um, I, I did notice that with some of your workouts that you use these exercise combos where you'll pair two exercises together and sort of one exercise. Yep. Oh, yeah, so you mentioned, you know, we haven't obviously, Melbourne, we haven't been in lockdown the whole past 18 months, um, although large chunks, but there has been times where you've been able to go back face-to-face, but you haven't stopped your virtual sessions is that correct no no so yeah when we got to go back um a couple of weeks whenever they made the announcement um 
forget what out of lockdown is like actually (laughs) but I'm sure we were out of lockdown at one point um yeah we I made the announcement that we could go back to boot camps um what I'd done is because I was training on Tuesdays and Thursdays I kind of thought ahead and that's why I did my virtuals on Monday Wednesday Friday because I thought if we ever do go back and they need to cross over a little bit nothing's going to be affected like everything will just be as it was so that's what happened so we went I I brought my boot camps back Tuesday Thursday but I had a lot of messages from people going oh does that mean you're going to stop virtual like oh I don't I don't you know I'm still working from home and I don't know if I'm going to be able to make boot camps and stuff like that and I in my head I didn't think I was going to stop but I didn't I didn't really have a plan to be honest I think I was just like yeah let's get back probably everyone wants to get off virtual and yeah I ended up putting it out there I've got a private page for the virtual I call them my virtual training tribe um and I kind of pop a post on there just saying like is anyone keen to still continue as you know we're still going to go face to face and yeah I got a really good review from it and I kept it I had yeah at least when we went back to face to face I've still had at least probably 30 people doing virtual yeah uh, probably half of them being maybe even more being both of them and actually doing the face to face and doing those extra days of virtual so you know, pretty much paying me for four to five days a week of training. So, yeah. so for me, it was a bonus for my business, obviously. Uh, a lot of work, <laughs> yeah. a lot more work than I was doing, especially when it's so physical with the, and I, because I do everything with the virtuals with them. I know there's some trainers that just talk and sit there and tell them what to do, but I actually um, demonstrate and do the whole workout with them, yep. with stopping little bits and obviously looking at the screens and correcting form and stuff. Um but yeah, I I definitely have kept it going the right way through. I haven't stopped it at all, and yeah, I've had it. I've had a good number the whole way through. Like yeah, same thing as boot camps. You'll get people dropping off and losing a little bit of motivation, and kind of send them a message like, "How are you going?" And you know, pretty much straight away, it's like, "Oh, yep, I know I need to come back. All right, I'm coming back." <laughs> so you don't even need to twist their arm. Yeah, yeah. So just following up because I was going to ask you that next. Like, how have you kept the numbers up? during that time because people have gotten like screen fatigue and chatting to other trainers they'll be like and maybe it's that you kept it going too because chatting to other trainers I know they've like did virtual then they went fully back to face to face and they went back to virtual and this time they only had half as many clients so maybe it was the consistency that's played a big part what's your feeling on yeah I think I think so. I think definitely having that consistency and keep going, but I think it's really about keeping your sessions different. Like if they're going to, you know, log on and think, oh, we kind of know what we're going to do, you know, it's we've, we've done it last week and the week before and, you know, it's not interesting for them. So, yeah, I've, I spend a lot of time on YouTube looking up. I've got certain, you know, people I follow and Instagram, all that kind of thing, just trying to find something new I try and find something new for each session, like always one new little exercise or one different combo or something. That's kind of my aim Um, just to, yeah, keep it different. But then, um, yeah, I also introduced using household products. Um, I was going to ask you about that because you do household items workouts, don't you? Yes, yeah. So, you know, stuff like a a chair, a towel, a backpack, dumbbells, my crew love boxing no matter whether we're at boot camp or now virtual and they beg for those sessions so um if you know they love them so much that a lot of them have gone out and bought dumbbells now but at the start people were holding 
cans of food. We were having drink bottles that they were holding. Um, some guy was holding a um, like batteries. I didn't even know what he had. It was quite amusing. Um, but yeah, so a lot of them have gone out and bought that, but they don't have to. You, you know, you can use anything around your house for any of those kind of things. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just been fun. And then, you know, the interactive stuff where you, you know, you can share, which I actually got from my kids' school. Um, they were doing this wheel um, as, on their meets with their teachers. And I was like, I reckon I could use that for boot camp. <laughs> so I got on there and started playing with it and realised I had come up with the wheel of fitness. So <laughs> um, so that's a bit of fun. Um, and I always joke around that obviously that's not my fault. It's whatever the wheel spins up and but you can also share dice. You can share heads and tails. So it's nothing like you don't have to do it. They can see it on the screen. It's just a little bit more interactive. Um, and, yeah, I think it's just offering. Well, I don't do it, all of them in one week. Like I'll probably do one of those in one week and swap which one I'm kind of using so it does keep it different. And then you just have those hard sessions where it's either just cardio or you're doing just strength or, you know, you do have that combo. So, yeah, it is it is planning out the week. But, they, they're going to come back because they don't know what to expect and they know they're getting a good workout, I guess. Cool. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for summing that up because I, I was curious and I know other trainers will be curious too. All right, are you ready for the rapid-fire round of questions? Ooh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so I already have your answers here, so if you get anything, I can prompt you. Yeah. Um, so what are the top three things you do each week that you've found to help your business grow? Um, so definitely connections, connections with clients. Um, like I spoke about with the word of mouth thing, that is, that's, I think, priority. Like if you're getting along with your clients, if you're listening to them and you're asking them next time you see them, oh, how did your moving house go? Or how did your daughter's graduation go? And stuff like that. I think people really relate to that. And apart from the fact of saying that, I, I care. So I don't just do that as a trainer. I, I do that because I do care about the people that train with me. Um, yeah. Yeah, awesome. And Oh, well, there was three things, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, what else have I uh, re- Research. Research, yes, definitely. So, yeah, like I was just talking about, it's all about keeping things fresh um, and looking up different things, not letting them know what's going to happen. You know, yes, you can use templates and, God, I don't come up with totally different things for the amount, hundreds of sessions that I've done, but, you know, using the same kind of template as in workout intervals and stuff like that, but just uh, yeah. putting different exercises, yeah. um, which just makes it a totally different workout. And, you know, they they can't see that it's a you know, this, the same yeah, kind of yeah. workout. No. Um, and, yeah, just just trying to find out as much things as you can. Try and, try and find out some fact that you can tell them all in a session or, you know, just something, um, yeah, something to keep them interested really. Like, and they want to come. They want to come and see you and, they, you know, you also acknowledging that when they're not there. I don't, I don't hound people. I don't chase them. But if they'll miss two sessions in a row, then I'll definitely just check in on them. Like everyone can have that one where, and most of my clients will message me, oh, I slept in or this or that. Um, but, yeah, most of all it's, yeah, just definitely um, keeping track of, you know, knowing where they're at as well. Yeah. And, and the last you one? The third one. So the third one you wrote was spend the time. Spend the time. Yeah. So yeah, I guess they all come in to each they other, those together. three. They really do. Yeah. So that's 
that's spending the time, spending the time, obviously, you know, looking up resources, spending the time on your clients and, you know, small messages here and there. If you know someone's about to go do a fun run or they're training for an event, you know, check in with them, see how they're going. Is there anything I can help you with? Um, And, yeah, obviously spending the time looking for resources as well. And spending the time, I find, writing the session. I I do take a while to write a session. I'll take a good hour to write a 30-minute session um, because I'm thinking a lot. Like I'm thinking how I'm going to do it, how I'm going to make it different to the last time I did it, if we did a similar thing, um, or sometimes just sitting there and totally just thinking something brand new. And a lot of the times you look up things and obviously using um, the BCI uh, resource helps, you know, a million times over. All you've got to do is open up a couple of sessions and you can not even have to copy them. You can just create your own from the different elements that each of them use, um, which is what I find I do a lot of. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and I guess you talk about spending a lot of time in your workouts, but for you, from what you've told me this during this interview, it it's really like your mar- your biggest marketing thing. So it hundred percent makes sense that you would spend so much time planning each workout because yeah. that's yeah, why not? You know, and probably yeah. time better spent than you know, spending an hour make making a Instagram post or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Because yep. uh, it's it's your product, you're improving your product. It is, yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, next question. Uh, what is your favourite song or band to work out to, to do your own workouts to? Yeah, this is a tough one. This could be anything for me. <laughs> I'll even run to podcasts about running. That's how boring I am. <laughs> um, but I do like my music as well. But at the moment I'm I'm into kind of the R&B. I like the R&B yeah. Fridays and um, just, yeah, a bit old school really. Yeah. But, yeah, I really am. I'll, I'll I like anything. I anything that's fast when I'm running. Um, I do a lot of running, um, but yeah, definitely R and B. If I've got to choose one kind of genre, <laughs> okay. yeah. And I actually meant to look up, and I forgot before this episode, like some of the old R and B that we would have grown up with. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, like, I couldn't remember any of it, but I was like, I sort of like in the yeah, like. You know, it was sh- like, sh- mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> all right last question thank you for being daggy Um, so where would you like to head next in with your business or you know in your fitness career in general yeah this one's a tough one because I feel like I'm I feel like I'm kind of in it at the moment like there's a lot going on um you know like once we get back to the boot camps I can't wait to get back to the boot camps um, and obviously keep the virtual. And I've always said I'll, I'll keep the virtual while there's demand for it because what's the use of stopping it when people want it? You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it is. It's only it's 30 minutes, you know, in my own house as well, like it is for them. Like so it is, you know, it's I can fit that around my family life and around my work life. Um, but, yeah, where, where was I going with that? Um where, yeah, where I want to be, sorry. So, yeah, I enjoy both of those. I can't see getting rid of either of those. I've actually just entered into um, a corporate fitness gig at a local um, large company in the area. Um, so I've 
I've been there. It was kind of right on the cusp of COVID coming, so I haven't had a good run with them yet. But um, I I did help them design their new di- gym. Um, they moved their old gym from the old factory oh, cool. to the new gym, and I did. I have written all of their staff that wanted to use the gym program. So they made it kind of like if you want to use the gym, then you must see Lauren for a program to be written Uh, for you, which was nice too because it was a good one-on-one way for me to meet everyone as well. Um, But then the, yeah, the future ideas for that is then we are looking at doing programs, wellness programs within that. So we're um, going to be doing, you know, I'll get in a body scan machine and we'll do a full kind of challenge with them where we um, give them, you know, meal plans and I give them exercise. We'll do some group. They actually, they want to start the group fitness. They haven't got anywhere to do indoors. So we did have to wait for the weather to become nice anyway to do some outdoor um, boot camps. Um, and then, yeah, a little bit of one-on-one stuff as well. Like, um, so yeah, that that's one. That one's definitely going to progress too. So at the moment, I think, yeah, I, I can't see anything past all that because that that's that's my thing. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And then you um, recently wrote a, an ebook for trainers too that yeah. we shared. So you compiled uh, twenty-four of your favorite virtual thirty-minute virtual workouts. Yeah. Uh, which when you think about it, like if you spend an hour planning each of those sessions, yeah, like that's, it's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a very um, valuable resource. So, yeah, so, that, so that's something you may be dabbling as well because you do have a lot to share with I do, um, yeah. the community. I, I think I found I kind of sat there, not one day, a lot of days in a row where I was like, God, I've got a lot of sessions and I, I am very old school. I write all my sessions on paper. I always have. I just I don't think I can change it. I tried to, but I can't. Um, but I just like having them there to go through all the time and it's just more convenient for me. Um, but I just thought, God, I've got all of these sessions to share. And I was seeing a lot of comments on different forums of people kind of struggling with what to do for virtual and how to keep it different. And I do try and comment on as many as I can just to help out. Um, but then I just started thinking, God, I really... You know, maybe I could do a resource like could be like you <laughs> and produce something like that. Um, and then, yeah, I came to you and kind of with the crazy idea and thought, oh, well, I've put it out. I'm one of those people that if I put it out there, I'm going to do it. So, um, yeah, many, many hours later, come up with, um, yeah, the virtual training session guide. So, which a few have purchased already, which is a bit exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um I'll, I'll include something at the end of where people can find out more about that. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you, Lauren, so much for coming on the show. And I know it's like, we're, we're you know, you're a trainer. You're, we're trainers. Being interviewed on podcasts isn't something that happens every day. So I really yeah. appreciate you <laughs> it is um, first. stepping okay. out of your comfort zone <laughs> and, and, again, sharing with us and with the community um, everything you have. I feel like we could have talked for probably at least another half an hour uh, <laughs> picking your brain about stuff. So maybe we'll have to have you back for like a part two. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> no, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. And yeah, hopefully it does help some people. Obviously, on any of the forums, I'm happy to help. So if you've got any questions and you can, well, you just find me, that's fine. Like, yep. um, yeah, I'm always happy to help. So. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lauren. Hey, it's Kyle again. Thanks so much for listening to the show. 
My hope is that you'll leave this episode with a new idea or way of looking at things that will help you in your fitness career. If you've enjoyed the show and would like to show your appreciation, a review or thumbs up in your podcast app will help me spread the word. Or if you know another fit pro who'd find this episode helpful, please forward it on to them. You can use the share button on your phone. Many, many thanks for any love or appreciation that you can show everything bootcamp.